I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINNetwork.com. Rain's Essential Geopolitics podcast. My name is Emma Kami, and I will be your host today as we discuss Al-Shabaab's recent territorial losses and the prospects for Somalia's counterinsurgency strategy. Here with me today is David Newman, a global security analyst at Rain. Welcome, David. Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. Recent media reports quote the U.S. ambassador to Somalia saying that Al-Shabaab has now lost roughly one-third of its territory in Somalia. So tell us, what are the main drivers of these territorial losses, and should this be counted as a major success for the Somali government's counterinsurgency efforts? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So um, just for some context, you know, these, these territorial losses are uh, essentially resulting from increased uh, Somali government-led offensives against al-Shabaab. Uh, primarily in Somalia's central regions. Um, so Somalia's current president, uh, Hassan Sheikh Mohammed, was, was elected in May of 2022. And uh, roughly two or three months after he was elected, he formed his government. And then he declared this, um, quote, all-out war against the group. Um, and so what this has ultimately led to is the Somali military working alongside a plethora of forces on the ground uh, has has intensified its its pressure, military pressure on al-Shabaab. As I said, this has primarily been located in the central uh, Hiran region, uh, the middle Shabele region, and then more recently um, moving north to Gal Gadud. and so, yes, as as indicative of the U.S. ambassador's uh, recent comments to, I, I believe it was Voice of America, um, these have led to some uh, notable successes. Uh, the most recent reporting that I've come across from the Somali government has claimed that they have recaptured roughly 70 or so uh, localities and or uh, villages that were previously under al-Shabaab's control. Um, I will say, you know, while this is a notable success, this is also a very, uh, for lack of a better term, a very measured success, because uh, to be honest with you, the, the challenges definitely still remain. But yes, ultimately, it's a success nonetheless. Uh, how did these territorial losses impact the threat the group poses in Somalia and or in neighboring countries? Yeah, that I think that dovetails nicely with what I was saying about this being a a, a measured success. Because uh, to be frank, the group still poses a very serious and, and deadly and destabilizing threat across the country. This is in part be, because the group has been around for uh, nearly two decades. There have been uh, different iterations over the course of its existence where the group's influence has waxed and waned depending on the intensity of the counterterrorism and counterinsurgency pressure. Um, They're currently in a period where they're being sort of put on their back foot. 
but at the same time um the group has been able to respond with with numerous deadly reprisal attacks some of which have over the past six months occurred in the capital Mogadishu um, and even in some of the most heavily guarded areas of Mogadishu. Uh, and so the group definitely still poses, um, if anything, potentially an increased threat because in the face of these offensives, the group is incentivized to carry out um, reprisal attacks, not just against security forces, but also against local communities. Because in this case, um, one thing that's that's a bit unique about the recent government offensives in the central regions is that the Somali military enlisted the help of local clans and or sub-clan militias uh, that were previously uh, had either practical partnerships um, with Al-Shabaab or were being coerced by Al-Shabaab or were being governed by Al-Shabaab and uh, for lack of a better word, they essentially led sort of an uprising against the group in those regions. And so that often prompts Al-Shabaab to conduct uh, reprisal attacks, assassinations against clan leaders, and uh, things of that sort. So the threat that the group poses in Somalia is still as, as heightened as ever. Um, as far as the threat that the group poses to, uh, say, neighboring countries... Uh, you know, over the past few years, um, El Shabaab has has definitely uh, had a diminished presence in, say, neighboring Kenya, where um, in previous years it's been able to conduct uh, complex attacks in Nairobi. Um, <clears throat> at this point, uh, a lot of El Shabaab's activity is in the border regions, um, and and it poses a persistent underlying threat in those border regions, conducting cross-border attacks into uh, Kenya, and last year also conducted a, a couple of cross-border incursions into Ethiopia um, that, you know, didn't didn't extend further inland to necessarily threaten major cities in those neighboring countries, but at the same time still prompted the Ethiopian government to deploy a, a, an additional 2,000 troops into Somalia to protect those border regions. Uh, my final question would be, where are we headed? Uh, like, what's the outlook for Somalia's counterinsurgency strategy for the coming year? Yeah, so, you know, the the future success of Somalia's counterinsurgency efforts is going to hinge on a, really a confluence of factors. Um, the Somali government has definitely made a pointed effort to not just combat the group militarily, um, but also uh, attack, for lack of a better word, the group on um, on a political front as well as an economic front. Um, you know, as I was saying, El Shabaab is one of the more resilient militant groups in the world. That's in part uh, because of its very well-established revenue streams. Um, the most recent <clears throat> reports suggests that the group is is bringing in around 100 million uh, to 120 million dollars a year. Uh, this is from this a vast network of, of smuggling, extortion, uh, money laundering that that has to be combated. And so the Somali government has made some notable steps uh, over the past year to try and squeeze the group financially uh, by closing down you know specific banks. 
that um, that El Shabaab through which El Shabaab was was funneling money. Um, but you know, much more is is needed to be done on that front. Uh, as far as militarily and politically, the while the, while the Somali government has definitely uh, reaped success in the offensives targeting El Shabaab in the central regions, the group is um, even more entrenched in Somalia's southern states, and so uh, it looks like the military is about to embark on what they're calling Phase Two of these operations, which is going to target the group in uh, southern Somalia, but they, they'll definitely face some, some notable challenges there, um, in part because the group simply controls more territory there, probably has a larger presence there, um, and has more entrenched relationships with local communities that the, the Somali government is going to have to navigate. Um, to its credit, you know, it's, it's expanded uh, it's, it's international relationships and we'll probably try to leverage that in terms of security cooperation for these offensives, as well as in trying to secure and consolidate control in the central regions where it's, where it targeted the group over the past six to eight months. Um, but then that leads to this, this final point in that for there to be lasting success, uh, in terms of the Somali government's counterinsurgency efforts, it's going to have to be able to hold territory. Um, it's it's obviously notable that it was able to recapture, you know, say it's 70 villages or localities, and it intends to recapture more. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the Somali government's going to be able to actually hold uh, and govern these territories. Um, if anything, we've we've seen a few incidents where El Shabaab has uh, strategically uh, retreated from an area before troops even arrive, and then when troops move on to target another El Shabaab stronghold, the group then makes an effort to recapture that territory, and in some cases has successfully done so. And so, as far as uh, these these successes being lasting, the Somali government is going to have to. Uh, implement some sort of some governance strategy to be able to actually hold these territories and make these lasting successes. Thanks for that analysis, David. Learn how geopolitical events like this could affect your business with RAIN Intelligence Briefs. Our flagship risk intelligence products provide clients with access to the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes. Sign up at RAINNetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E Network.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thank you for listening.